Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is the Executive Director of the 2017 Project and frequent Weekly Standard contributor, Jeff Anderson. He has an important memo outlining the new health care reform proposal from three senior Republican senators. And I know it's important, Jeff, because Bill Crystal said so at theweeklystandard.com. Yes, uh, well, that's usually a pretty good indicator, and it's good to be with you, Michael. So these three senators have offered a GOP alternative, and there are some other ones out there, but we're focusing on this GOP alternative. Uh, very briefly, what what is their general approach uh, towards health care? Well, I think this is a very important uh, moment in the debate. I think it's a very strong alternative put out by Senators Coburn, Burr, and Hatch, and uh, it, it's important, and it, it's probably the best overall uh, alternative that Republicans have put out so far in terms of both its uh, on a policy level and, and a political level. It's the most viable um, proposal, I think, in terms of actually saying, look, this is something that's clearly, clearly better than Obamacare, and, can, and uh, Americans are now free to scrap Obamacare, embrace this proposal, and, and be done with it. Well, what the makes this better than Obamacare other than that it's not Obamacare? Well, that's a, that's a huge start. I mean, in every basic way, Obamacare takes the health care system in the wrong direction in America. I mean, it's a, an effort to, to take, have the federal government um, acquire just massive amounts of, of power and money, remake the American medical system, force Americans to buy health insurance policies they don't want, causes millions of Americans to lose their policies, tries to corral doctors into uh, to where they're under government control. I mean, everything about it is, is bad and wrong and it's hugely expensive and horrible to Americans' liberty. And this approach is just entirely different across the board. I, there's three main aspects, I think, that Americans want to have dealt with in terms of real health care reform, and that is they want to see something that would lower health costs, something that will make sure a lot of people have insurance, millions more than had before Obamacare, and, and that the tricky problem of preexisting conditions is dealt with. And this, uh, this proposal by the three senators deals with all three parts of that, uh, pieces of that puzzle. Well, let's start with the cost, because President Obama's plan, or I should say uh, the uh, Democrats' plan, doesn't even claim to deal with costs. They've kind of acknowledged that that's not what this is about. This is about universal coverage. Uh, how does the, uh, the, the new GOP three senators' proposal actually drive the co- bend the cost curve down, as I like to say, at the White House? Yeah, they have a number of proposals, like uh, making it easier for people to buy insurance across state lines, um, mm-hmm. making it easier to, to use health savings accounts. Um, they push everything in the direction of, of putting people more in control of their own health care dollars, which gives people both the opportunity and incentive to shop for value. And when that happens, costs will drop because when people want to have good values, the providers will be forced to, to offer them. They'll start showing prices all the more. Um, so in a number of, of key ways, I think they would lower costs. And I don't think there's any question that Obamacare, in comparison, is just is sending costs through the roof. So. Cost is an easy one for Republicans. I mean, even doing nothing, you're a lot better off than even just going to the pre-Obamacare status quo. You're a lot better off than Obamacare on costs, and this would go. Uh, this would be better than the pre-Obamacare status quo in so that just regard. So, it would move things to the right. Just there. so I understand. Just so I understand. So, the mechanism would be something on the lines of: I have money in a health savings account that I get to keep or benefit from if I don't spend it, and therefore, when the time comes to make a medical decision, I don't just say sure. I say, well, wait a minute. What is the cost going to be? How can I keep some of this health savings account money in my account? Is that fundamentally the mechanism? Yeah, that's exactly right, Michael. I mean, it's, it's basically Obamacare is trying to shoehorn everybody into these basically prepaid health care plans. Right. At, at least they're sort of prepaid plans for, for the near poor who get practically every dollar subsidized by American taxpayers. Um, they're not about trying to offer genuine insurance, which, you know, in every other walk of our lives it involves 
protection against unforeseen costs, sure. not not protection for, you know, if you just want to go in for your annual checkup. Uh, now, uh, tell me about the pre-existing conditions issue, because they're, you know, the, the counter narrative is, oh, Republicans don't care. They'll just let you die from cancer. They, you know, what I, as one Democratic congressman said uh, before the 2010 election, the Republican plan is for you to die quickly. <laughs> well, you know, that the Democrats have made a lot of hay uh, politically from the pre-existing conditions um, question, but Obamacare's dealing with it is so clunky and coercive, it's almost unbelievable. I mean, they just said, well, it'd be nice if uh, people's pre-existing conditions are covered, so we'll just mandate it. Right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tell insurance companies that you have to cover anybody, no matter how sick they are, at the same cost. And therefore, I mean, what, what kind of incentive does this give people? I mean, clearly the incentive then is to just wait around, don't bother to buy insurance, and then when you're already sick or injured, then sign up for your quote-unquote insurance. And right. I mean, it's it's... It's basically moving things totally outside the realm of what, what insurance would normally represent. The, uh, the approach of, this, of the senator's um, proposal is to, it, it's, uh, it's basically modeled after ideas put forward by Jim Capretta and Tom Miller and others that pretty much makes it so that if, if you have employer-provided insurance and you've, you've kept that for a while and you, uh, you leave that job, you want to go into the individual market and buy insurance, you can do so without being underwritten, without without having insurance companies charge you more for a pre-existing condition. You can make that transfer seamlessly from the employer to the individual market. It's just a matter of changing regulations a little bit. I think that's the key provision. And also for people who, for whatever reason, are, are not insured at all and, uh, and, are, and are trying to get insurance, it would fund, generously fund, fund state-run high-risk pools um, where people would be able to get access to insurance regardless of pre-existing conditions that, that is somewhat subsidized, partially subsidized. Um, they'd have to pay more, but they wouldn't have to pay nearly as much as they would have to if they weren't being subsidized by the taxpayer. Anybody would have, have access to this. Uh, what happens to the truly uninsured under this new plan? Do they get to stay uninsured? Are they forced to buy insurance? What happens? Well, the truly uninsured, like I say, would go into these high-risk pools and, and be covered there. If they were truly uninsured at, at that point, I mean, it'd be a lot easier to avoid being uninsured when the major reason I think that people end up getting uninsured is they leave an employer-sponsored plan um, and, and they go into the individual market and they find they're getting charged a lot more for an, a condition they've had all along and has been covered all along, and, and this would, would end that. Um, and then there's people who've just decided not to sign up right. for insurance. What happens to the people who just decide, I don't want to pay for insurance, I'm not paying for anything? Well, if, I mean, in principle, I mean, if people just decide that they don't want to pay for anything, you know, that, I suppose that's their choice. This plan, I think, uh, actually think one of the weaknesses of it is it would auto-enroll people. Um, it would use um, another key feature of it that uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about yet is tax credits um, in the individual market for, um, I mean, in the employer-based market, everybody gets a tax break for for health insurance, and and in the individual market they don't. And right. It's this very unfair arrangement, and so this a, a key aspect of this proposal is to try to basically equalize the tax code, end the un, end the unfairness in the tax code, and uh, give these tax credits to the individual market, so it functions more or less like the employer market. But um, the proposal calls for people who um, who don't claim the tax credit, don't use it to sign up for insur- an insurance plan, to be um, auto-enrolled in an insurance plan, um, which uh, I'm not sure why Republicans would, would want to embrace that degree of paternalism at taxpayer expense, but that's, uh, that's part of the proposal. So they have their own uh, mandate. 
Yeah, in a sense. I think it makes it vulnerable on that point. I mean, when you're coming out of uh, Obamacare and its individual mandate that everybody hates, I'm not sure uh, Republicans want to be embracing any sort of anything that looks remotely the same. And but that so raises a bigger point I want to get to. Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. I just want to get that's the key point I want to get to before we wrap up this podcast, which is why would Republicans do anything except for point out Obamacare stinks? Why fight on any other land other than the territory of Obamacare, which is such a you know positive place for Republicans to be in 2014? Yeah, I think it's absolutely crucial for Republicans to say, look. We have an alternative. I mean, Americans want to get rid of Obamacare. They're desperate to get rid of Obamacare. They haven't liked it since even before it passed. They still they like it even less now. But they're not eager to scrap it and go back to the pre-Obamacare status quo. All they're just more or less desperately asking for is Republicans to say, all right, look, you don't have to go back to the pre-Obamacare status quo. We've got a solution, and here it is. Now, we're free of Obamacare, but we've fixed the key problems with the health care system prior to Obamacare. We've not only eradicated Obamacare and freed everybody from that, but we fixed the earlier problems, the American people would jump at that in a moment. And that's how you bring about full repeal. If, if Republicans don't put forward a serious alternative and if, they don't, if they're not vocal about the ones they've advanced, then we're not going to end up with full repeal. We're going to end up with some sort of, you know, quote-unquote, tweaked, fixed version of Obamacare, where, where Obamacare is 80% as bad as it was to start with. And that should be totally unacceptable, I think, to, to conservatives. I mean, there needs to be a, cl- a clean, full repeal of Obamacare and then the passage of a, of a Republican alternative, a conservative alternative that moves things to the right of the pre-Obamacare status quo. Uh, but, you know, the media, which has been so reluctant to cover Obamacare's problems, certainly they were before October 1st, you know, for three years, conservatives were pointing out, look, this isn't going to work here, are the problems, and the, the, the uh, media wouldn't cover them. What makes you think the media isn't going to turn around and, uh, to use the medical uh, analogy, give a proctological exam to every problem and challenge and uh, politically uh, disadvantageous part of a GOP plan in order to try to level the partisan playing field and have people just as upset with Republicans as they are with Obamacare? Well, I'll try, sure. I mean, they're very much in the Obamacare camp for the most part, and uh, but that's why the, a conservative alternative needs to be well-conceived and, and not have a lot of weaknesses that can be pointed to. And I, I don't, it's not that hard to craft legislation that is not only dramatically better than Obamacare, but better than Obamacare in every respect, which, mm-hmm. which this proposal by these senators is. And so that's, that's a real uh, advantageous place to be in when you've got legislation that's just so much better than this monstrosity that Americans loathe. Um, and then another advantage for Republicans is that uh, people are living under Obamacare. They can see how bad it is. Right. So it, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, it, if the press wants to try to claim things would also be bad under another proposal, then it's still not going to seem remotely like, like what you're experiencing firsthand. And I think the American people have been able to, to see Obamacare coming for a long time and saw how bad it was going to be. And um, they know there's a better way. Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of 2017 Project. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Weekly Standard Podcast. Thank you, Michael. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.